Hello, and welcome to the third episode of I Don't Want to See That with Carrie and Kevin. Welcome, everyone. I can't believe it's not, but no, wait, I can't <laughs> believe we're on the third episode. This is crazy. Yeah. I, I who's listening at this point? Who was listening in the first two? I, you know what? We, we have a global reach if you recall from episode two. So Great. we should be, we should be, <laughs> no, we should be proud of ourselves. We, we have an audience and to all of our listeners, mostly who are friends and family. Thank you. Thank you for for listening and and tuning into our wonderful little project that we have going on. And we appreciate your support and we hope that you're you're having as much fun as we are. Little yes, wonderful TBD, TBD. (laughs) No way. This is wonderful. I I call it, I need this to be wonderful, Kevin. Come on. So uh, Carrie, this is a first for us this episode in, in a few ways. Um, this is the first episode that we are recording remotely. You're from you from your home, me from my home. The first Correct. two episodes uh, we recorded together. We went and saw movies together. Uh, a little bit different now for this one. A little bit, but you know that's the reality when you um, you're working as we as we are. Unfortunately, this is not our full time job quite yet. No, so. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I like the optimism quite yet. Always projecting into the universe, right? Uh, this is also our first double feature episode where we're going to be watching two movies, covering two movies in the span of one episode. Correct. And, uh, you know, this is this is going to be a monumental one. And I hope we don't lose followers for the, the bomb I'm about to drop about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm not going to lose anybody i think i think you know this episode these episodes are are really your fault um and when i say these episodes another first about this this is the first of three episodes that we're doing we're calling these the batman era episodes of i don't want to see that because while i have seen like every batman movie multiple uh, times right multiple times carrie how many batman movies have you seen over how many times? I have seen approximately zero Batman movies over zero amount of times. Okay. okay. Um, and so, so <laughs> my, my first question to you, Carrie, is why the hell have you never seen a Batman movie? <laughs> okay. I, I swear I have a pretty decent explanation for this. I promise. So listeners, I am I apologize. And I apologize to any of my friends. I told one of my coworkers, uh, shout out to Lana. Um, this revelation and she almost kicked me out of her car that was moving. So um, thank you, Lana, for not kicking me out of your car. And thank you for hearing me out. And I'm definitely rectifying the situation now, but um, so I've just, Kevin, I've just never been really drawn to, to DC comics in the way that some people are, are drawn to them. I'm obviously we've talked about um, our love of Marvel and I think Marvel played a really pivotal role in kind of high school, college, post-college era for me in my movie going experiences. And especially as we've cultivated our friendships around movies and going to see movies. Um, but I just never had the same draw to DC. I didn't really grow up watching um, comic book cartoons or, or Batman or anything like that. Um, and to be honest, I kind of get a, like a, 
a movie paralysis with Batman movies because there are so many of them. There's so many iterations. There's so many uh, directors. There's so many actors. I just like, I didn't know where to start really. So um, not, it's not necessarily like I, I don't want to see them, um, but they're just never really my first choice um, in, in seeing a movie. So, so this is more of like, I didn't want to see that with Carrie. I didn't want to see that, but I'm going to anyways. Yes. The, yeah. We're the, rectifying the situation here. <laughs> yeah. And, and to, and, and another honest, you know, honest observation is that I feel like DC um, movies and DC storylines always trend towards the dark. Like they're very dark storylines are very tragic storylines. They're, you know, um, they're kind of violent and that's not really my go-to uh, movie choice when I'm sitting down to like watch a movie with my husband. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, let's watch some, you know, no, not, not really. Carrie, need so. I remind you that episode two was Paw Patrol and that movie gore fest. <laughs> the guy almost fell out of the truck. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I, again, listeners, please do not give up on me. Um, you know, this is just one instance of me not seeing this particular type of movie. And I'm sure there are movies out there that Kevin haven't seen that we're, well, we did Paw Patrol. You didn't see Paw Patrol. So, I mean, I, I apparently have a monopoly on the children's movie market and you have a monopoly on the, the Batman movie market. So, um, yeah. So where do we start, Kevin? Where That's, do we start with these Batman movies? I just, I, I need kind of like the explain it like I'm five, the Reddit version of this, where you explain to me how, because I literally, I know nothing. Um, that's the other thing. I, I know nothing about Batman movies. I, um, from like the little that you've talked to me about them and um, that I know, like uh, Tim Burton directed some and, you know, I know some of the celebrity actors that are in the movies. I know that like Val Kilmer was Batman once and Michael Keaton and um, uh, Danny DeVito's The Penguin and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze and I'm probably getting getting all the characters like mixed up, but I I that's about the I have no idea about the plot line or anything about these movies. So please explain it like I'm five. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, what we're going to be doing for these Batman era episodes, um, we're going to skip over the Adam West '60s Batman. There was a Batman movie uh, with '60s. Batman, Adam West. Uh, we won't watch that one. Um, that is fun and worth watching, but I think you're, it's worth watching with the entire uh, television series as well. Fun fact. Oh. I've been to that bat cave in Hollywood with your partner, Justin, and our friend, Margaret. What? We, yeah, we went hiking one time and went to Hollywood and did the Hollywood sign hike. But on the way up to the Hollywood sign, there is like a cave off to the side that is like the bat cave the Adam West bat cave. Oh. And we walked by it. That was pretty much the story. That's the story. And we walked by it. That's, <laughs> That's great. That's the story. Okay. That's great. Continue. We're going to we're going to edit that part out of the uh, <laughs> the podcast. Continue, please. All right, 3 2 1. And uh <laughs> we're going to skip over Adam West Batman. We are also going to skip over the more recent iterations of Batman the Ben Affleck or Batfleck Batman's 
So we won't we won't watch uh, Batman v Superman. We're not going to watch Justice League. I think he also makes a little cameo in the first Suicide Squad movie. We're not watching Ben Affleck's Batman. What we will be watching uh, for this episode, we're going to start off with the Tim Burton classics, the uh, 1989 Batman film with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. And then we will also watch the 1992 film Batman Returns. And that has Danny DeVito as the Penguin, as you mentioned. We've also got Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Uh, And these are the two movies that Tim Burton directed. Uh, Fun little fact is that Batman Returns is the only sequel that Tim Burton's ever done for any of his movies. Um, And then in uh, the next episode, we'll we'll jump into the Joel Schumacher films, Batman Forever, uh, Batman and Robin. And then in a future third episode, we will cover the Dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan. But you, I mean, I'm, I, I say all these movie titles and just to reiterate, you have seen none of them. <laughs> How many times are you going to make me say it? <laughs> but not even, I, I mean, I can, I can Shame. kind of understand. Shame. I, can, Shame. I, I can kind of understand, <clears throat> you know, the Tim Burton movies because we were, you know, little kids when they came out. And I get that maybe Batman wasn't your, your vibe. Um, and then I, I can also understand, therefore, skipping over the the mid '90s uh, Joel Schumacher films. But I mean, Christopher Nolan was during like high school and college for us with with these with these films. And you didn't, I mean, Heath Ledger as, as the Joker. You didn't see that. You didn't see The Dark Knight. Oh no, I didn't. And um, yeah, I don't know. It was just not not really on the top of my list. Like I said, it just really even the Heath Ledger performance, which is obviously legendary. He won an Oscar. I, I know posthumously. For yes, it. yes. I know, and I'm I you know I'm I prefer Heath Ledger in ten alive. I well you prefer him alive, <laughs> and that's you oh, refuse to watch the movie because he was dead. Wow. I mean, that's kind of part of it because that's kind of sad, oh my God. right? <laughs> it's not. I mean, like. I mourned his his death. I loved him. I prefer Heath Ledger in Ten Things I Hate About You, where he's like dreamy and and uh, the the bad boy and all that kind of stuff. Versus sidebar, how many how many things do you hate about me personally, though? I don't have enough fingers to count, Kevin. <laughs> no, you're not the only one. I'm sure that thinks Just that. Just kidding. I love you so very much. That is so not true. Um. But so 10 things I hate about you is my preferred Heath Ledger viewing experience. Um, maybe a Knight's Tale too. Like I like that movie kind of, that's like a guilty pleasure movie. The Joker just like creeps me out. It's just creepy. And then the whole, like the whole story behind his fate. And like, I just, it's, mm, yeah. I mean, I could, I, I could live without it. And I have for 34 years. Well, no so. longer. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we're, we're going to, we're going to take on these two movies. We're going to watch them. Kevin's going to watch them again. Um, they're all on HBO, uh, max, which is really great for us because we can kind of split them up and we're not going to do a Batman binge, you know, session where we're watching all of them back to back to back. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely, um, we'll break up these episodes. We'll break them up. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Cause I know that, um, our listeners all, 
10 of you probably have seen these movies and will maybe have some feedback for us as well. But I think that this is a great kind of um, introduction to some of the older movies that we might be doing our podcast about and revisiting some classics. So if you have any recommendations for us, as always, you can send an email to us at idwtstpod at gmail.com or find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at idwtstpod. Um, yeah, I would, so- I, would pre- I would prefer if people reach out to us on TikTok. Yeah, (laughs) preferably by dancing. I will take any requests if you are dancing alongside of them. So Um, so we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back to discuss um, our two movies in a bit. Batman, Batman Returns, and then it'll be Carrie and Kevin Return. Oh, that was a good one. That's like, I mean, not as not as good as Let's Blaze, but. (laughs) Okay, do your Batman voice. I'm giving you an opportunity. Let's blaze. (laughs) And we are back from intermission, from commercial break. Nah, just kidding. We we don't do commercials yet. We should do intermission because we are a podcast about movies, Kevin. Yeah, but I'm hopeful that eventually, like in this in-between from we're going to go see this movie now. We can plug in some sort of sponsorship content. Hashtag sponsor us. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Well, thank you to the listener, just the one that allowed us four hours to watch Batman and Batman Returns. For me, probably the 15th time I've seen both films, but for Carrie, First time. And Very Carrie, first time. Very first time. The people, I'm sorry, the person <laughs> that's listening wants to know. <laughs> Worth it? Did you enjoy them? You know, I, I think I, I did enjoy them. I enjoyed them <laughs> um, for, I think, of reasons that we will get into in a couple minutes. But... Um, I, I don't know if I will be watching them again, to be quite honest. Like I, I liked them, but I think I, I visited them and I saw what I needed to see and I'm, I'm good to go. You know, it's not, I don't think they were gonna They were memorable enough to watch again. I did enjoy them though. I really not, did. Not memorable enough to enjoy them again, to watch them again. Yeah. Like maybe with, you know, somebody who hasn't seen them again, like if I'm hanging out with, oh, Doug, Doug, my husband really didn't watch them. So if for one day he wakes up and he goes, oh yeah, I, I really want to watch Batman directed by Tim Burton. I'd be like, okay, we can watch it. But would it be something that I would sit down myself and watch again? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. And um, for the listener, because, and they've got pitchforks now, where can they reach, reach us? You can email or reach out on social media at IDWTSDPod. CC Carrie about yeah, only Carrie. Because <laughs> let's be on. Let, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say right now that I thoroughly enjoy the Burton Batman movies very much. I love them, and I'm a little disappointed to hear that you're just meh about them. Yeah. No that's okay and that's fair I understand if you grew up watching them or if you have this really like 
you know, deep-seated affinity towards Batman, I think it's it's kind of like canon. It's like Bible. You watch these. This is, you know, and on the <laughs> the sixth day, God made Tim Burton director of Batman and Batman Returns, and you have to watch them, right? So it's just part of like your Batman religion. But as somebody who's not super invested in the Batman franchise, you know, it was I understand where a lot of the references or the iconic characters and everything came from from this movie, but I'm just not really that invested into Batman to watch it again on my own. That's all. I can't wait till we watch the Joel Schumacher Batman films. If you didn't love Burton Batman, I cannot wait (laughs) to get your your feedback and your opinions on on Joel Joel Schumacher's take. Listeners, this is where we tell you that if you haven't seen these Batman movies and you would like to, please press pause, watch the movies, come back and catch up with us as we discuss some of the finer plot points of both. You do think that there were some finer plot points? I Yeah, I think there were some very discussable moments from both movies. Um, discussable moments? Discussable. Sibilance. Discussable. <laughs> oh, Parts where we can discuss them. Yes, thank not, you. Not parts that disgust you. No, nothing. Dis- well, I was going to say nothing disgust me, but that part where Danny DeVito ate a fish was pretty disgusting. So That was commitment. That was. That was very good method acting. And how about how about Michelle Pfeiffer having a live bird in her mouth? Yeah, that was that was pretty disgusting, too. I have a, I have a lot to unpack around the Michelle Pfeiffer character. Um well, okay, Basic, let's most let's, most of it being that I saw myself in her. <laughs> I'm a crazy cat lady. It happens. You know, I have seen you down a, a carton of milk before. So drooling all over. Yeah. yeah. And I also let my cat lay on top of me and lick my face. So, you know. All right, Carrie. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're just gonna ignore that part. Let's just top, keep going. We'll cut that. We'll cut, we'll cut all this out. <laughs> so Carrie, top, top moments from each movie for you. Yeah, I, this is this is a loaded question. I feel like there were there were a good amount of moments I think that when talking about Batman there were some really iconic things and again, I don't know very much about Bat- Batman. I don't know very much about these movies, but I could definitely see where some of the more like pop culture Batman references came from, which was really exciting. Um my favorite scene from the first Batman was towards the end during the fight the 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 iconic fight between the joker and batman where batman his batmobile turns into the bat plane and it kind of he goes up into the clouds and it gets and the bat uh the bat plane gets mirrored against the moon it was such like an iconic and the, the music like crescendoed it was like a really beautiful moment um just like the shot was really cool um and then the car comes back down and it's kind of the pivotal moment where he defeats the joker it's a really really cool moment Carrie, i specifically just... wrote that down and said that was that was really cool either and... that scene either that scene or <laughs> The scene where the Joker and his henchmen go into the museum and destroy the art to a Prince song. That was pretty good. Carrie, you, <laughs> you do know the Batmobile and the Batwing are two separate. Batwing. That's what it's called. Yes. But the Batwing. They're, they're, they're two separate things. They're, I they're, didn't know that. I'm sorry. A, this is a Batman movie, not a Transformers movie. <laughs> 
it, you know what could have fooled me because they looked, they're both black. They both have like wing situations. Batman drives them both. There's a lot of similarities between the two, Kevin. You know, when you put it that way, no, there aren't. Kevin's disgusted with me right now. So, yeah, I mean, okay. So for me, there's so much iconic stuff from that first movie. I mean, you've got Michael Keaton saying, I'm Batman. Well, and his hair, that's iconic in and of itself. Come on. His hair. (laughs) Listen, listen. Okay, go ahead. For you first. You first. I know you want to finish your iconic, your iconic moment speech. Yeah, you you take a drink of your water. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and continue. So yes, uh, anybody who's who's watched Batman several times like me, I mean, Michael Keaton delivering that line, "I'm Batman." It's so iconic, and I think they even reference it in, a couple of years ago when he hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, it's just. It is his line. And I think so many people would agree with me. Michael Keaton is Batman. He's the definitive Batman. Um, So that's iconic. Um, I think it's iconic when uh, we find out when the Joker becomes the Joker, he goes and gets that, that underground reconstructive surgery. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you know, when he says, you know, wait, wait till they get a load of me. Cause he's reading this headline about, about Batman. This town needs an enema. That's a great line. He also talked in, in like song lyrics. There were, there were a couple lines. I realized he said, he said like, put on a happy face, which is a line from bye bye birdie, the musical it's a song. And then, um, at towards the end, when he had Vicky Vale, he said, come on, babe, I got to get you to church on time. And I'm like, wait a second. Does he talk? Does he talk in song lyrics? I just felt, I just felt like, so this, this movie had so many of these just really, like I said, iconic Batman scenes, the, the imagery of Batman, that one who might not be so familiar with like the movie lines or the, the lines of, you know, the actors. I just think the whole story behind the bat signal was really cool. I didn't see that coming at the end where, you know, it's introduced as the way I didn't know that was like how it's, how it started, quote unquote. So I really liked that kind of inclusion into the movie as well. But really, Kevin, what sold the movie for me were the physical effects. Like this, this is old school movie making at its finest, I feel like for both of these movies for the first and second, um, the, the fire effects, the crashes, the use of miniature sets, the, the backdrops, um, the, the stunts, everything was just really, really well done. And when I watched this, I really didn't feel like it was super dated, um, in terms of kind of the set pieces and how the sets were really done. The set scenes were really done. I mean, of course, like the scenes, like the Prince, you know, the Prince song with them, you know, uh, ruining the the museum masterpiece that kind of pulled me back out and said, okay, just kidding. This is, this is from 1989, but I really appreciated these movies for the craftsmanship behind them. And that's what really gets me in a movie is I love when I see and feel kind of the hard work of all these people who were coordinating these physical effects and really made the movie what it was, because that's the, that's the stuff that you remember, right? The, the battle between Joker and Batman. And then obviously all of the, the, the um, explosions and kind of um, ru- like wrecking of Gotham city that penguin does in the second one as well. So I 
that's ultimately what sold me on both of these movies. And though that actually, those were my favorite parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the second movie, let's go ahead and just go ahead and jump into that one. Yeah. What stood out for you in the second one? What was iconic or memorable for you in that one? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito was the most memorable part of that movie for me. Um, first of all, I have met him in real life and he is just like the sweetest, kindest person ever. Um, but, and, and we touched on it at the beginning Humble of this, brag. you know, little hashtag it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Shout out. Um, but it, we touched on it a little bit at the top of this, but the method acting of him becoming uh, penguin and just like living into that. I mean, again, what another part of these movies that is the craftsmanship was the makeup, like uh, Joker, you know, with the face, the smile was just so creepy and so well, like with his makeup on and off, but like the way and the commitment of Danny DeVito to wear that makeup for as long as he did. And, you know, I was reading about it. It said he took like two hours a day to apply that and stay in that makeup is just so crazy. And it was just so effective. I thought he was, I think everything he was supposed to be just like super creepy, um, super, um, believable, (laughs) unfortunately, like he just, he just oozed like this henchman creepiness off of him, which was really great. Um, I mean, I think Michael Keaton only got better and there's, how did his his hair do? His hair got better too. I I appreciated his hair a little bit more in this one. Um, but I, uh, I think Michael Keaton got better and there's a whole discussion about, you know, when we go to this next set of Batman films, why Michael Keaton didn't go along and it became Val Kilmer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can talk about that as well too, but, um, I just really think the acting again, just was my favorite moment in the film and anything with the penguin, you know, like the penguin, when he, um, get shamed into going back underground um, and he goes into his lair and he's riding in the duck and all the penguins are in the water. <laughs> I feel like that made me laugh, but also I just like, I thought that the penguins of the actual penguins in the movie were cool too. So that's probably not what you want to hear, but it was a cool scene. So now Carrie, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're firmly in the camp of Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yes or no? Hell yes. Now, would you then also agree that Batman Returns is a Christmas Christmas movie? I could probably get behind that. Um, is that is that like an actual debate that exists, like the Die Hard debate? Is it just like a less popular debate? Um, I don't believe so. But, uh, but let's I'm, start it. Let's start the petition. Yeah, <laughs> I I think we have to say that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. I think so too. I think that's well-deserved. And again, the craftsmanship, that whole penguin introduction scene when Christopher Walken, the mayor, they're doing the tree lighting and then it comes down and the the henchmen like bust out of the present and they're all super creepy and the makeup is on point. I just, like, it's just, they just don't make movies like that anymore, which is really exciting, you know, to Mm -hmm. see. So I, I appreciated that for sure. The one thing, the one quote unquote spoiler, I don't know how much we'll get into it. Um, we'll probably have to do a little bit of research, but uh, what did you think of the end of Batman Returns where 
it, it appears that Catwoman survived. And they kind of like tease her at the end. And um, spoiler alert to you, we don't see any more of Catwoman after that. Right. That was going to be my question for you is, is, I mean, again, I have never seen the subsequent movie, so I don't know that Catwoman does, does or does not return, but um, there's got to be some movie history behind that, right? Like, again, with the, the transition of directors, with the, the actors and actresses who were not um, asked to return to the next set of films, like, there's a reason why, but of course, it looked like they were trying to set it up for another movie, but somehow it just, it obviously didn't go through. So, um, but Michelle Pfeiffer did a really good job. I thought that suit looked terrible to wear. I just, I don't know if I could have done it if I were her, but she did it and she pulled it off, but I'm sad that she wouldn't be back for another film. I read that they had to like vacuum seal her in that and that she could only do scenes for like up to a certain amount of time before, you know, she would start getting like dizzy. Yeah. Cause she was freaking sucked into a leather suit, pleather suit. Ugh. But that that's terrible. I mean, but, but that's iconic. Like she's iconic. Again, commitment, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and real quick, um, I would like to touch on Tim Burton's influence on these films as well. Yeah. We always talk about how directors show up in films and, you know, how, um, especially someone like Tim Burton, who has quite, quite a resume, you can kind of feel these movies and looking at it retroactively now, because obviously at the time he didn't have as many movies out as he does now. So looking back on it, you know, I, I was watching these movies and I was texting Kevin while I was watching them. And one of the things that I said, like midway through the first one was this reminds me of Beetlejuice. So the first movie had this like very Burton-esque Beetlejuice feel to me. Um, And then uh, Batman Returns had a Burton-esque Nightmare Before Christmas feel. Um, Some of the set pieces, especially with the zoo um, where Penguin lived, felt very, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas with the the dark paintings and the twists and turns and everything feeling very like grandiose and just ominous at the same time. Um, so, and then what else did we say? We sleepy hollow, sleepy hollow. Yeah. Kind of the same kind of vibes, you know, the kind of later esque Burton vibes, but it's just really interesting to be able to watch these kind of early films from a director and see and feel the influence they had, even, even though they were still kind of developing their spin in a way on, on movies and and directors. So I thought that was really cool. Well, before we wrap up, Carrie, um, you did note, and we'll get into it, I think, more uh, in, a, in, the, in our future episode when we get into the Joel, Joel Schumacher films, um, but Michael Keaton did not return as Batman. I however, know. However, Michael Keaton will return as the Caped Crusader next year. Really? You, you, know, you didn't know this? Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, Michael Keaton will return as Batman in the upcoming Flash movie directed by Andy Machete, who did It and It Chapter 2. Oh, those were those were great movies. I, our memory of going to see It Chapter 2 was like yesterday or today on my Facebook memories. And I remember watching that with you and being so flippin' scared. 
so flippant. And I was like, how can I be this scared watching Bill Hader? Like, it's, <laughs> is that even allowed? No, those are great movies. I'm looking forward to that. Again, with the iterations, though, because it's like we have this Flash movie coming out with now Michael Keaton, but the Batman with Robert Pattinson is coming out. So it's like a whole other, they're like multiverse. Oh, look at that Avengers reference. Yeah. Talking about DC. Yeah, DC is just doing a, a whole extent, putting out all these different DC movies, but they're not connected, but maybe connected. I don't know. And then at the end, they're going to be like, we're definitely part of the Avengers world. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> no, they can't do that. That's I'm DC kidding. and that's Marvel. I, it was a joke. Come on. It was a joke. They they kind of tiptoed around it with WandaVision, with the, the X-Men, with the yeah. cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting, we're, we're going too to, off the deep end for for our listener. I know. I'm sorry. Um, we We go off on tangents. It happens. So. But yeah, I mean, again, like overall, I thought they were enjoyable. I thought it was good to watch because it is a, a good reference point for kind of just Batman history and Batman canon. Um, would I would I recommend them? Sure. You know, if somebody's really interested in getting into Batman and wanting to to understand kind of again the iconic the Joker, like where kind of that starts and especially in movie history or Catwoman or Penguin like these are great iconic characters with just uh, amazing performances by the actors um but if I'm sitting at home with a list of movies to choose from it probably wouldn't be that one is that fair I, I still feel like you're just you don't agree with that but that's okay we, we mean, agree we'll, to disagree we, so we will let the listeners decide and their feedback to us. And how can they reach us again, Carrie? Yeah. So give us your feedback. We would love to hear from you. Even if you disagree with me and agree with Kevin, that's totally fine. I will still write you back. You can email us um, at um, idwtstpod at gmail.com or find us on social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Kevin's favorite, at excuse me, at IDWTSTpod. Um, and then we're also on pretty much every podcasting platform you can imagine right now. And I know some of them um, offer you a chance to leave us a review. So if you are on, what was it? The Apple podcast platform, Kevin? It was the one yeah. we talked about. Yeah, we're, we're, we're now on uh, Apple's podcast app. So there you can leave us a rating, a review. Hopefully, Carrie's uh, <laughs> meager uh, uh, vote of confidence in Batman doesn't uh, leave a sour taste in your mouth and you still give us five stars. Or Kevin's over-enthusiasm of Batman doesn't scare you off. <laughs> Come on, it's a two-way street here. All right, until next time, this has been I Don't Want to See That with Carrie and Kevin. Bye, guys. <laughs>